Good bloody evening, everybody. It is I, the king of the couch, back in the saddle, back on the mic for yet another week. 9.18pm, 3rd of August. Holy shitballs, 2020. Let's get this, let's get this bitch motoring. Uh, firstly, apologies that I didn't get on the airwaves and down your ear holes last week. A little, uh, oh, just sort of a bit of a bit of a general faux pas and a fuck up on my behalf. We, um, I had some family. Well, li- uh, as you, as I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, Beck's sister was in town and she had a friend up. So Monday night last week was the last night that they were here. So we 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 sat down. We fucking had some dinner. We uh, had a few drinks and had a few more and had a few more and got the ball games out and it was it was a great little fun uh, fun affair. Anyway. I'll tell you what, I did get the microphone out, pardon me, oh, wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't burp, and I got the microphone out, set it up, the, Beck was there, the mother-in-law was there, Vic was there, Colby was there, everyone was there, the, the biggest podcast I've ever had, I recorded it about an hour and 50 minutes, it was a fucking long one, um, we we got a little bit, uh, a little bit intox, I can't remember recording uh, the later half of it. So the audio was a bit fucked and the file was a bit too big. So basically what I'm getting at is I'm a lazy prick and I haven't chopped it up yet and I haven't actually listened to it properly just to make sure um, what was said and what uh, what I want to air, basically. Normally I, I don't edit anything out, but because but that's when I remember the podcast. Because I didn't remember aspects of this podcast, I was a bit, I'm a bit anxious, a bit nervous. So I want to, I want to give it a run through and just make sure it was all good because there was, it was, it was in a bigger room, it was in a different environment. I tell you what, though, I actually did record it live from a couch. I was pretty stoked about that. So I'll tell you what, there will be. Uh, I'm going to call it the lost episode. There will be a lost episode aired in the next few weeks. Uh, I've just got to shrink the file. Just make sure it's, it's, it's perfect listening quality for your beautiful ear holes, and then I'll release it to the masses. But anyway. So that's why I wasn't on last week. I normally jump on my Instagram and things like that and uh, and let you guys know. But I'm just, frankly, I'm just lazy with that sort of stuff. I'm not much of a, so- I, I browse on the social media, but I'm not one to sit there and fucking do my face on it day in, day out. I find it, I don't find it nerve wracking. I find it somewhat awkward just sitting there talking to a camera like I'm a fucking big celebrity. So, um, you know, I'm a podcaster. I'm not, I'm not an actor. So I'm, I'm much more comfortable talking behind the mic. But anyway nevertheless the podcast is back and i believe if my math is correct this is episode 50 freaking let me just check it 59 58 episode 58 here we go episode 58 get it down you stinking little ear holes this is going to be a beauty episode what's been happening well i've had a whole week off so last week was a bit bit of a doozy um i mentioned on the last podcast that we're moving house I thought last week's podcast, and, and when I air it, you will hear me go, this is the last podcast I'm doing in this house. Technically, no, it's not. This will 100% be the last podcast I'm doing in the house that I'm in right now. So, yeah, cheers to me. I'm going to have a little sip of root. Mm. Thank you very much, James Squire. Broken Shackles Lager. I rate it. I really do. My friend Disco Stew, he doesn't rate it, um, and he's a man of good taste, so we might just not agree on that, but I actually rate it. Sorry, Stu. Anyway, episode 58, here we are, last episode in this house. Oh, So I've been at, at Moffat Beach now for 
two and a half years it will be by the time I leave. Uh, it's been a good two and a half years, been interesting. We've, we've been blessed by location. Moffat Beach is, uh, if you're in Queensland, if you've been to the Sunshine Coast, Cloundry, you, you no doubt have been to Moffat Beach. It is a, uh, it's cool. It's a real, real community here. It's the first place I have ever lived where I have felt like it. I'm, I'm sort of a part of something, part of like a, like a family, if you will. And it's been very, very cool for that reason. We made some really good friends in, in the suburb, you know. I've had a few people on the show that I've met in this suburb, and just like it's the kind of place where it's it's like a country town in that respect. You you do the you do the block, you down the beach, you go to the the pocket, you go to the brewery. Um, shout out pocket, shout out the brewery, shout out all the locals. You know you go to ours, which is a cafe. Shout out ours, it's it's all good. We go there and you see the same faces, and it's cool because they're nice, really good looking faces. So it's cool to see them, and the, the person that those good looking faces are attached to really good personalities. So. It's a really, really cool community, really cool vibe. I, I will, I'll be honest, I will really miss that aspect of living in Moffat Beach. Um, and my, and my, my, one of my grandmaster plans is to go and do our stint in this house now, which is an absolute bang. I won't, I won't talk about it in this episode. We'll talk about it in the next episode when I'm in there recording live from the new house. But uh, the, the, the grand plan would be to, to get back, buy a house in Moffat Beach, uh, Moffat Beach you know, um, look, I'm probably not getting much change out of 1.5 to 2 million for uh, for a nice modest family home. But look, a boy can dream, and I am dreaming. So that is the goal. So two and a half years coming to a coming to a halt as of this Wednesday. The movers come. I got Wednesday off work. The movers come. We're getting the fuck out of here. Bong clean Thursday. I broke the lease. So if you are listening and you do want to fucking live a uh, you know a nice beachside pad, I'm off a beach. Please fucking get in touch because I need to rent this fucking thing out. So I'm not paying double rent for the rest of the next six months. Anyway, enough about my financial affairs. What's been happening? What's been happening? Well, last week was a doozy. I was off the rocker last week. I said we had a few drinks last week. Uh, Vic and Colby they went back to Sydney, so we sort of got back to some sort of normality. Tuesday, I was a bit, uh, I was, I was, I wasn't feeling 100. percent I got to be honest, and then. I just sort of took it easy, no alcohol that day, just whatever. I didn't post anything about the show. I just didn't even feel like getting on camera that day. Wednesday, can't remember. Thursday, can't remember. It was all the same, but we basically started taking boxes and boxes of shit to the new house. Moving is one of these things. It's not like everyone's moved house, you know what I mean? Unless you're some fucking loser that's still living at home. And if that's your prerogative, then cool, you can do that. But like, I flew the coop quite a few years ago now and I've moved around. So there's been a lot of boxes in and out of my life, a lot of bags full of shit, a lot of culling, a lot of dump runs. And that's basically what it is. I thought that we were like somewhat minimalist, you know what I mean? But then when you start moving, you're like, there's a lot of, lot of shit here. A lot of shit here, you know? Shout out Disco Stu, he helped me with the dump run on the weekend, brought the beautiful Pajero around and we filled it. Just, just again, just shit like you accumulate, you know, there was a dryer and a microwave in there that we wanted to fuck off, you know, but the rest of it was just shit, you're like, oh my god, you know, whatever, but we did that, it was fun going to the dump, actually, we, we, we tossed some microwaves, we threw a dryer, Stu threw a dryer, that was really cool, it was impressive, he was very strong, so we, uh, that was fun, that was, that was, that was Saturday, so look, the week was a bit of a whirlwind um, last week, the weekend, I can't even remember what the fuck we did on the weekend, it was a mixture of doing the the moving friday night was it was obviously a few drinkies we had some pizza pretty shit pizza i gotta be honest it was a shit house pizza sometimes a bit of trickery i'm feeling like a good chef i'm feeling like a like an out there chef other times i'm feeling like a lazy piece of crap chef sometimes what we do is we'll get like a like a some sort of coles pizza or woolworth's pizza and we might 
you know, jazz it up with a few extra fucking toppings. Definitely more cheese. Anyone that's got one of those boxy sort of pizzas at Coles or Woolworths, I don't know what's happening at these factories where they're making them, but they they're they're running out of cheese. It feels like every time I get one of these pizzas, it's it's just like speckled with cheese, and that's not what you want. I want it lathered with cheese. So I got like this pepperoni sort of meat one, and I think I added some mushrooms on it, and then I added some cheese on it, and Beck got like this veggie one, and of course she added like three or four other veggies, and then the cheese, but subpar, Coles have just switched it up, it's been ages since we've done that, you know, I thought we could cheat and just be really lazy and really cheap, and it came back to bite us in the ass, because it, frankly, they were pretty horrendous pizzas, so I had to have a few beers to wash the taste out of my mouth, of course, and that was Friday, I think we watched a movie, I can't remember what it was, it must have been very, very good. Saturday was all day moving, all day moving. My mum came up Saturday night, and then uh, and then Sunday. Sunday was a bit bit out there to be honest. We had to we had a bit of a bit of a freak out. I had a bit of an anxiety, not an anxiety attack yesterday, but a bit of a anxious moment. I'll tell you why because I'm a father. You all know that. I, I gush every episode, but we had to take Arabella to hospital. Before you ask, she is okay. She is going very very well, but she had a fever for about three days sort of sitting around the 38 degree mark and you can't be too careful in this day and age because COVID-19 is still fucking mulling around being a big old dirty dog just fucking things up putting states into lockdown all over the world anyway so she had the fever I called the 13 health line Friday night they sort of gave me some pointers very very helpful if you are in Australia the 13 health line if you ever need any doctor advice call it because it's a great service anyway the fever went off Saturday, and then um, she had a bit of a, a bit of a rash sort of thing happening on the torso. So, this is the thing about parenthood, you know what I mean? And when it's yourself, you can sort of get concerned about yourself. You're like, oh, cool, I could have got that from X, I could have got that from whatever. Think about it. You can rationalize it sometimes, or you get on Doctor Google and fucking panic and freak out about it, like I do. But you got a mouth, you can talk about it. When when your little sixteen month old baby can't enunciate every word that you can. It's hard to know what's going on. It's hard to see if they're feeling sick or they're feeling this or feeling that. So my mum was like, look, maybe you should take her up to the hospital. Beck and I were like, all right, cool. I was just like, all right, turned into a bit of a freak. We'll race up to the hospital, get parked. You know, someone had a chop on me because I was reverse parking and he didn't like it. shook his head. He gave him a big fuck you and a few a few uh, choice words were flown out that window. Anyway, we go into the emergency room, which was fucking just drowning in patients. I got to be honest, I walked in, I was like, oh no, there's the dude at the door with the COVID test. There's just every man and his dog. There's people holding their stomachs, crying, bent over in pain. There's a guy that looks like he'd fallen over. He was like 80. His head was just bleeding out. There's blood everywhere. I was like, this is a horror show. This is not the kind of Sunday you want. And all the while, I'm looking at this cute little daughter of mine that's got a bit of a rash developing. I'm thinking, I don't want to fucking be here three or four hours waiting to go in. Mate, shout out hospital. Little baby, I think it was because she was so cute. They rushed us through. That I'm going with that. They rushed us through to the pediatrician, gave us our own private room, like we deserved, and that was it. We had the we had the nurse in there, did some tests. We had the doctor in there, did some tests. Nurse, some tests. Doctor, some tests. It was it was cool. It was cool. She has a little viral rash. She's all good. It's going away. So she's uh, she is is hundred percent sweet, but. It was just uh, an interesting way to spend a few hours on a Sunday. And as a parent, you just initially are like, ooh, I'm a bit fucking nervous here, you know? I'm a bit panicky. I'm a bit this, I'm a bit that. Then as you get the test done, you're always asking the questions. Could it be this? Could it be that? You know, it's like fucking, oh my God, you know? But you calm down, you chill out. She had a little snoozer in there and that was it. I will say though, 
the, the nurse is obviously this COVID thing. Actually, she got she got a COVID test. She got a COVID nineteen fucking test. Poor little thing. Luckily, she was asleep because they put this thing up the uh, the snozz, and I reckon it goes in about an inch. Like it goes. If anyone's ever put their finger in their nose, it goes way past that. That was that's my uh, scientific medical explanation of the COVID nineteen test. So she was asleep. Luckily, she then got jabbed right up in the nostrils. Sort of woke her up. Gave her a bit of a you've hurt my nose, and then she went back to sleep. 12 hours later, had the results, negative, like I thought, all good. But I will say the doctors, you know, they do a great job and they're really, really nice. But like the in and out of the room with this COVID thing, they must be just wasting so much these smocks, these these masks. No wonder there's mask shortages all over the world. The four doctors that came in, the four people that came in and out, every time they came in the room, they had to get dressed, right? Then they do the thing, then they back out the door and there's one of them, you know, um bins with like the hazardous waste thing on it and then they put the shit in there then they go the next one that comes in same thing dresses does the thing put it in the bin they can't recycle that shit what are they doing with it are they melting it down are they making more smocks they're making more glasses and things like that who the fuck knows but i was just like my wastage muscle was just like oh my god what is going on here i'm sure it beats getting COVID 19 and you can't be you know too safe in this day and age because as i said it is fucking it is everywhere isn't it but uh Anyway, so that was pretty much my Sunday. Uh, had had Stu and Tani around. We had a few drinks. Had some nice chip and dip and cheese and some uh, prosciutto. You know, we're Italian. I don't know if that was Italian, but I had prosciutto. Then we had some beers, and it was just a lovely little Sunday, you know. And now I'm back at Monday, and I, I hit the ground running. I thought I had me at the gym for a fucking week, like a bloody pleb i was went to the you know i was feeling a bit off today i still work and did all the things but you're just not i need the gym you know i went to the gym tonight and i just felt mate i felt good i smashed it was a partner exercise did it with stewie mate we killed it i just felt good i love those sessions when you walk in you're like yeah i'm fucking sending it here and that's exactly what i did for 45 minutes or an hour like Honestly, Stu will. Everybody in that gym saw how hard I was going. That's how good I felt. That's a, that's at least what I fucking felt anyway. So we just absolutely sent it. It was good. I, I come in the door. I was like, "Beck, we had the best bloody session ever." She's made this awesome sort of Asian brothy soup. Washed that down. Grabbed the James Squire. Gave her some chocolate. And thought, "I'm out of here, love. It's podcast time. I've had a week off, and the people need me." And here I am, episode 58, just about to take another swig of the Shackles Lager. God, it feels good to be back, people. Now, I've got a lot of notes here. We'll, we'll run through them. This could be a shorter episode. This could be a longer episode. Some of these notes I've written down, some I'm not sure what I was meaning at the time. Others are uh, pretty, pretty plain and simple. So... Sport. I always talk about sport. I love it. I'm just, I'm kind of at that point now where COVID has reared its ugly head in Victoria. Shout out to all the Victorians doing it tough because I think you've just, you have just entered stage four lockdown. Uh, and it's, look, it, it is what it is. It's the world we're living in, but I know it sucks balls because I feel like you guys have been fucking stuck inside for like the better half of like half the year since April. So uh, shout out to all the Victorians, the fans of Victoria. The king, if, if the king's got your back. He's going to, He's going to just try and smash these episodes down your ears, you know what I mean? Get a beer in your hand, get me in your ears, and fucking a lot of fatty if you're that way inclined, and just chill out and just listen to my wisdom. I'll, I'll change your life if you give me the better half of half an hour. 
but uh i'm i'm a bit nervous i feel like sports gonna like start to slow up soon because like because because of covid you know like victoria's in lockdown so all the teams that were in victoria have naturally like they've spread across the country you know the melbourne storm are up here new south wales seem to be doing that whole greater sydney shutdown thing now i don't know what the case situation is like down there but i'm thinking oh fuck is the footy gonna go does this mean nrl is gonna have to get out of sydney i mean if queensland stays on the straight and narrow although there was a bit of a bit of a hoo-ha earlier last week with with a couple of border jumpers so we'll talk about them later but um yeah i'm thinking shit if, if victoria is closed it looks like that for the indefinite future and then new south wales is going to close and Queensland stays sweet. I'm like, this is sick. Just bring all the sport to Queensland. We'll just fucking play it seven nights a week. That's what I like to do. There's people out there that are like, ah, the sport needs to stop this and that. and nah, 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 nah. Look, I don't think it needs to stop. I love seeing the sport. Keep it going. The people have to get, you know, paid. You know, they're, they're getting paid anyway. They're, that's their job as well. They need to get fucking paid. Think about it from this point of view. The people that like suffer from, you know, mental health issues or they're, they're stuck inside, so, you know, mental health is going to play on their thing. They can't plan their mind they can't leave the house to go for a beer or do this or catch up with their mates they've got to facetime download that fucking house party app again who, who honestly anyone that's not in the covid lockdown and everyone just delete that stupid fucking app as soon as you left it but if i go back into lockdown that's the first thing i'm going to do start house partying your mates again you're in the fucking facetime bullshit but you know if you're sitting at home and you haven't left the house in a few days a week six weeks and you love afl or you love nrl it's a blessing, you know what I mean? It, it helps you. You're like, I'm feeling depressed. Hang on, my fucking team are playing. Hopefully your team's not the Broncos because that is depressing if you're a Broncos fan right now because they're not having a good trot. Although I will say, shout out Broncos, you had a great game on Friday night. You definitely should have beat the Sharks. You didn't, but you had a great game. So look, that's I'm going to give you a prop because I'm sick of being a pessimistic Broncos fan. I'm optimistic. The team's looking good. We're going to win this week. I think we've got the Panthers though. That's a very big ask, but fingers crossed. Lions won too. Shout out Lions. Good to have one fucking Brisbane team that are killing it. I think you got Richmond this week too. Tomorrow night, actually. So that uh, that will be a tough game. But I'm excited and I think you're going to fucking turf the Tigers. Um, all that being said, I don't think that sport should stop. I feel like if it's safe, and let's be honest, you know that they're doing it safe. They've got all the money in the world to help them. They've got a quarantine. They don't have to pay for that, the players. You know what I mean? They're set up. They get everything handed to them. It's sweet. By the time they hit the field, they're the most hygienic, cleanest people that have been isolated in in australia right now they're fine that's cool cool okay people talk about the crowds and things like that and i know sunny coast stadium fucked up on the weekend if you look if you saw the tv there definitely was no social distancing whatever that's cool that's on the fucking stadium don't put that back on the sport itself i definitely think that the sport should stay until it can't stay and i and at the point where it can't stay we're all fucked anyway so i hope that doesn't come to that but for the sake of people's mental fucking health and sanctity, please keep the sport. Definitely keep the sport. Ah, anyway, here we go. What else? What else? What else? What else? I will talk. I will talk about the two two dumb assholes that crossed the border and fucking snuck into Queensland and, and then infected us with the coronavirus again. What are they thinking? You know, I was watching the TV going, oh, would you'd hate to be these people. You'd hate to be the people that were caught jumping over a border to spread a fucking flu you know what i mean that's going to kill people the the fact that they were like in some sort of i've, I've heard all these things now the crime syndicate i've 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 seen the, the race cars being pulled all this shit all that shit aside two idiots that were on some sort of crime spree went from victoria went to sydney and then they come to the fucking sunshine state my state and they've just started infecting anyone they want wankers idiots give them some jail time whatever 
I know there's these people online that are like, oh, this has been a bit too harsh and things like that. Now, fuck that. We're all in the same boat. We're all got rules to follow, right? I know there's a bit of fucking martial law sort of rules and laws being made. I know there's a word for it, like state of emergency sort of laws and shit like that. But fuck it. We live in a society and this is how society has to work. You know what I mean? Until the whole people revolt and everyone gets up, you can't just have two morons revolt. That's not That's not like a... That's not a revolt. That's not a V for Vendetta type situation. These are just two idiots who did what they wanted to do and put people's lives at jeopardy if you're that way inclined. Now, look, I'm not a big fear-mongering COVID-19 person. I just think it's very selfish because I know a lot of people in Victoria that are doing it tough and doing it doing as good as they can, and then they've got people that come and fuck it for them. You know what I mean? We've got Vic and family and people we know in Sydney fucking it for them. You know what I mean? So, look, if you if you... If you're listening to this show and my comments about that offended you at all, I'm sorry because uh, I'm not sorry. You know what I mean? There were two dumb fucks that jumped aboard and they shouldn't have fucking done it. So if you feel that way inclined, I feel bad for you. Anyway, that's the hot topic. Everyone's blowing up about it. Everybody in Queensland is blowing up about it. But it really hit close to home when I used to live in Brisbane. Like, literally, they were like the Bunnings Oxley. They were in Forest Lake. They were in fucking Springfield. They were all over the... Fuck, man. They were like at all the old haunts, you know what I mean? Like, I used to live in that part of Brisbane, so I got family all around there. So I was thinking, oh, shit, you know, like, that's no good. I've definitely got uncles, and my dad would definitely go to Bunnings and things like that. You know, so, God forbid, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. Just be smart. Stay inside if you're feeling sick and all that sort of shit like people really we need to get this fucking sorted out so the world can really go back to normal and people go ah the world was not normal anyway whatever you want to call it let's go back and then we can build on there from there you know what i mean let's change it and and do what we need to do but oh man i'm sick of seeing people fucking stuck indoors and can't do what they want to do i'm sick of seeing the fucking industries i love getting smashed to bits like the music industry and yeah god it's ridiculous but anyway that's about as pessimistic as I'm going to get tonight. I'm just, uh, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. I had Arabella's first daycare. I've got something here about when someone dies. It's more about nasal breathing technique, but uh, to be honest, I didn't really do much, 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 much uh, reading on that. I've got to get the book by James Nestor and read up on that. I would like to bring more information to the to the king of the couch audience about that sort of stuff but i have as i breathe i'm congested as fuck right now but i uh i have tried to implement some sort of breathing i'll just shout out nasal breathing i've been trying to just do this constant stream of sort of six in hold for two and then six out you know like seconds that is i'm trying it at the gym too i feel like i do get a bit of extra energy if that makes sense or a bit i feel a bit different but it's really hard when you are feeling really fatigued it's really hard to sort of stick with it so i do really like want to learn about that that sort of stuff but anyway nonetheless we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that I've, I've had someone even say look man i like the way you talk about different things like that so keep that sort of shit up so thank you for that i really appreciate the feedback what will i want to talk about here i've got a little shout out later for a youtube series i watched a cool netflix movie i did see it was a fucking belter probably one of the best movies i've seen this year i gotta be honest um i will talk about arabella's first day at daycare because that was a big topic on the the last episode because i was sort of i was working up and then i did say i was a bit anxious a bit nervous about it with trustworthy and stuff like that so firstly i want to shout out the daycare she's going to i'm not going to give the name away for fucking predatorial reasons but they're very nice people they seem to be uh loving arabella as much as i do that's impossible because i love her too much but they did a very very good job so th- shout out them thank you for um for for nurturing my daughter for that day 
Now back to the parents. So Beck and I dropped her off. We went in, we did the thing, sort of did the, the hanging around, making sure I'm sussing out the room. I'm like, he looks he looks okay, he looks good. He looks like he grew up to be a fucking criminal. What's that kid got in his pants? What's that kid got in his bag? You know, just sort of doing that, sussing him out. That teacher looks good. That teacher could definitely hit the treadmill. You know, like that one, she's not she's she's nice, she seems she seems smiley. All these sort of things, you know, this is what I'm thinking about. I'm sussing it out, you know. I, I said I don't trust people, so I've got to go in there with that sort of that sort of mind. But they they were very cool. I'm just I'm just fucking with you. They were all very, very nice people. So and look, little A B, she took to it like a duck to water. We I said to the guys, like, is this like a thing that we need to do? Like, do we need to do like the just turn our backs, do the sneak attack, sort of leave sort of thing? She was like, No, you don't want to do that. You want to make sure that she's acknowledging that you're there and you're leaving or else it's just like you're running away. It's a, it's a whole fucking, I don't know, that could be like psychiatry issues down the track. So I was like, whatever. So we did the hug and we did the kiss and goodbye. And then whew, the old king of the couch, he got a, <clears throat> thinking about it right now, getting a severe lump in the throat, but I got a severe lump in the throat and I I nearly wept. I did. I didn't. I, 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 there was no salty discharge from these eyeballs. I swear to God. Beck made fun of me online and she said that I did, but I, I think that was all a lie. I think she did it for the likes. I did have a harsh lump in my throat, which did choke me up a little bit in the car afterwards. I couldn't really talk. So maybe that's where the confusion was. But look, it wasn't a real emotional thing. When you love something so much, so precious, and then you've just got to go and leave them somewhere with people you don't know in an environment that like you don't know about that's that's a very nerve-wracking thing maybe i'm maybe i'm too much of a bit of a bit of a pussy but like i don't think so i think i'm just a very very loving great daddy and um yeah that was it so we did it come home did my work for the day and then we went back in the afternoon to pick her up we sort of did the sneak attack you know the sneak in we wanted to see a plan see what she was doing she was sitting on this one of the teacher's knees and just having the best time ever soon as she saw us she just was like there was like a two or three second pause and it was just like ah, just the tears the cries and i was like oh god we run over and give her a hug and a kiss and stuff and but it was awesome they gave us like a certificate like with all the stuff she'd eaten and it's all the stuff she'd done and the friends she'd made and they just have so much information it's really cool they send you photos and all this sort of stuff so it's really cool i don't know if every daycare is like that i'm assuming they all are like that now but man it was really cool like i was just so happy for her like she seemed like she had the best day and uh and that was it so that was the first day and then subsequently she's had a second day and that didn't go too well she cried on the drop-off i wasn't there thank god because i was busy at work but uh yeah she cried on the drop-off and i think for sure if i dropped her off and she started bawling like that i'd say that's cool turn around back cancel your plans you're a mother again for the day you know like oh and i i think i'm gonna try and man up and drop her off Wednesday morning on my own, maybe, or with Beck, because we have to move. We've got to get it done. Like she can't be in the house while we're trying to get the fucking you know couch and the bed and all the crap out. So we need her out of the house so we don't you know step on her. Same with Frank, get him out of the house. But uh, yeah, a little bit nervous that she's going to lose it. I feel like that's why they lose it because the first time they're like, oh, this is this is weird. Okay, my parents are going, but I've seen them go at home and they'll come back and you know probably just go to the toilet or something. Then, you know, an hour in, they're probably like, oh, wait, they're not here, this is weird, but I'm I'm having a nap, I'm eating some cool food. Uh, yeah, she ate apricot chicken, I noticed that. We have never had apricot chicken in the house, so I don't think I'm ever going to make apricot chicken too. So I'm glad that she can go and experience that sort of shit. She was painting paintings, doing this, doing that, meeting friends, very, very cool. But we will see Wednesday. I feel like 
now that they know that you're gone then you're coming back for quite a few hours they know that you know what i mean so that's why she cried on the second one hopefully she she's she's sort of working up to herself and going you know what? i like this sort of place you know this is fun we can go outside we can go hit the slide hit the sand pit that that is uh that is my hope for her on this wednesday especially if i'm there because if she cries i'll probably cry so i'll circle back next episode at my new house recording tell you what just side note i'm gonna have a fucking couch in this in the new office so yeah the show is gonna fucking progress to the couch it's gonna be good it's gonna be good we'll be filming this shit soon you'll be able to hear me but also fucking see me so i'm very excited about that because i i think i'm pretty good looking yeah i'm uniquely good looking i'll give myself that eccentrically good looking yeah very good looking after a few beers anyway but uh so that was daycare that was the whole daycare experience that was a beautiful experience so Thank you very much for that. Thank you very much for listening to that. Now, another topic I wanted to talk about, because I feel like I'm probably not alone here. There was, um, what's happened recently, uh, lately, I'll talk about this. I wrote this down, and then unfortunately, there was another another passing that I will mention, give a quick, uh, give a shout out to. But um, do you ever get like when, when you know something about someone, you know, and I'm this in this instance, Tim Smith from Cardiacs, this band, he passed away at like 59, rest in peace, you know, rest in power, I should say. And I had listened to a little bit of his work and things like that, like his music. And it was interesting because he was like, a lot of the bands are like, he's always like the, the, the Cardiacs were like the favorite musician of your favorite musician, you know, if that makes sense. And I never heard them. And as soon as someone passes away, you're kind of like, oh, fuck, I've missed out. I've missed the boat. I, I, you know, I've, I should have been there. I should have done this, should have done that. So instantly I'm like, fuck it, all day just listening to Cardiacs and really like got into them. You know, and then you're like, God, why wasn't I listening to shit years ago? You know what I mean? And you could really like, you know, you could really sort of feel different when they you pass away. I feel like, oh, God, now that they're gone I'm, and I'm, I've got to go revisit everything. I don't know. Do people do that? You know, and then you get, fuck, I wish I ran here longer so I could hear more of their new music or the new movies and things like that. You know, like, it's, yeah, it was bizarre. I don't know, I don't know why I, I felt compelled to, to bring that one up, but I wanted to give a shout-out to Tim Smith because his music is insane. If you're into out-there music, and I'm talking out-there music, kind of like rock-based stuff, I will say that, rock-based stuff, but it only because there's fucking guitars and drums and bass and singing, it's very different, it's very out-there, really progressive rock in parts, really sort of punky in parts, it's 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 eclectic to say this, there's a lot of sounds, a lot of interesting lyrics, Cardiac, go and check them out, they are on Spotify, but you might want to get onto fucking YouTube, they're not, the whole thing is not on Spotify, so go and check them out, so, uh, Rest in power, Tim Smith. Uh, I'm sad I didn't listen to your music when you were around, but now in the afterlife, I'm going to really fucking check that back catalogue out. So just interesting when someone passes away, you feel like, oh, God, I wish I knew them more, you know? Like, I just, I wish I'd, I'd, I'd fucking given them the, the time of day when they were here on Earth still. So, but um, yeah, that was what, that's all I wanted to say about that. But I will, I will touch on uh, something that happened over the weekend. It'll probably one of the most important things this was sunday morning um there was a, a local guy here uh a name of his name was maya i didn't know him too too well um like we weren't like friends or anything like that but i had a few few good moments with him and um and things like that but anyway he was he was a local dude a local legend that had passed it unfortunately passed away uh i, I don't like he wasn't that old he had he had he was sick so it wasn't it wasn't a good thing you know but uh from all accounts he, he, he was like a legend. The dealings that I had with him, very, very cool guy. And um, 
all the people that I've met up here seem to be really friendly with him and they all will rave about him. So on Sunday morning, we did a, um, they had like a paddle out, like a, it's like a surf ceremony that they, they did a ceremony in the beach and then they, all the, all the people that were the boards or his friends and whatever family, they all get on the board, paddle out. It was like really one of the coolest things. Like I, I, again, I felt compelled. I was like, fuck, oh, you know, this guy was so cool. Whenever I dealt with him, I remember this one day we went into, when we went into ours, right, and this is when he was sick, and I will say this much, I knew that, like, you know, we, we all get bogged down with little bits and crap that we do, you know, you might just have a bad day for whatever reason, but I thought, this guy's, like, sick, I walked in, I knew it was him, but he lost a lot of weight, we, we had talked a few times, I've got to be honest, we literally talked a few times on the street, I was like, oh, hey, man, like, how you going, mate, he got up, gave me a massive hug, you know, I hugged him back, of course, and I remember, I think he said as a joke, he was like, oh, don't worry, I'm not contagious, you know, and we had a bit of a chuckle about that. And uh, then we just like I hung out with him for like half an hour. We just chatted, sat there, had a coffee, had a coffee with him. I got his number and stuff, and and that was it. You know, like and, and the guy only had you know, I mean, in hindsight, like a few months, maybe a year, you know, like left or whatever. But it was that thing. I was like, "Fuck, what a nice guy!" And I wish I would have been around here a bit longer. Wish I knew him a bit more. You know, got to got to know him a bit more. But nevertheless, um, this ceremony on, on Sunday morning was really really cool. Again, shout out Moffa Beach. You know, shout out Moffs. Like we we're part of a community, a part of a family. There was a lot of people there, really really cared about this dude, really really care about each other for that matter. But it was good to see so many people out for for something like that. You know, someone that's truly loved, truly truly going to be missed. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a lovely, lovely ceremony, lovely, lovely thing to be a part of, you know. So I think, fuck, like, yeah, for such a beautiful thing that comes out of a tragedy, you know. So that's what I'm getting at. But look, rest in rest in peace, rest in power, Maya, uh, wherever you are. But uh, yeah, you you will be missed by by the Moffs Moffs family. So yeah, all right, a couple more things we'll discuss, and then I'm gonna sign this off and go chill out. One thing I was thinking about the other day when I was moving, and obviously I mentioned that we got rid of a lot of crap and you keep a lot of stuff, and you know we're trying to be minimal, I guess, to in a way. I don't know how anyone is an actual fucking minimalist. You know what I mean? Like they must be some of those boring people ever. But like, oop, that was the chair. That wasn't my bum. But like, I've got a shitload of DVDs, a shitload of CDs, and and like quite a lot of books, but mainly CDs and DVDs. And I'm sitting there and I'm packing them, you know what I mean? Like for the last few weeks, I've just been accruing like uh, beer cartons. So I had like four Corona boxes, a Cooper's box, a couple of wine boxes. And I filled all of them with CDs and DVDs. Now, it's been some time since I've actually sat out and gone and actively watched my CD, my, my DVDs and listened to my CDs. But you keep carrying this stuff around, you know? And I'm like... It's weird, like, I've got this sort of sentimental attachment to it. I look at it like pieces of art. I actually look at it. I love seeing, for some reason, it sounds weird, but I love seeing, like, a whole stack of DVDs and a whole stack of CDs sort of together, like, the artwork on it. I really appreciate, like, the, you know, album artworks and things like that. Back in the day, I used to nerd out so hard when, like, you could buy CDs and records and they really were a thing. I know records have made a big comeback, but they're fucking expensive. And the same thing, I don't think I'd sit there and be like, I'm going to put on a whole record here, you know, for the family. We just jump on YouTube and Spotify and stuff like that and just play it, you know, get playlists. You just, yeah, I'm listening to music all day, every day. You know, I can't sit here for an eight-hour shift and just fucking go, hang on, real quick, I'm just going to put another record on here. No, it doesn't work. Not for me in that environment anyway. Um, but back in the day, like, that's what I used to do. I used to go in... I'd get paid every fortnight. I'd go, the first thing I did, I'd, I'd, I'd go get my money and then I'd go to fucking Rocking Horse Records and I'd go oh, skinny, skinnies or JB or whatever it was in the city and I'd go and spend fucking 
you know, anywhere from 10 to 50 bucks on CDs, depending on what I wanted, you know, like, and that was it. And that was so cool. And then I used to listen to them. We put the CDs in the cars. Pardon me. I'd read all the liner notes and stuff like that. Same with DVDs. I loved watching movies. I still love watching movies. So I go buy heaps of DVDs, you know, box sets. Got the Seinfeld box set. Got fucking OC box set. Got all this shit. Heaps of metal DVDs. All this stuff. Now, like, that shit's just all online. You don't use it. But I still feel compelled to cart these DVDs and cart these CDs around. Because every now and then, you want to pull them out and go, you know what? Like, I can't. On a Saturday night, right? Alan Parker, the guy who directed one of my favorite movies called The Commitments, he passed away. Rest in power, Alan Parker. Fuck me dead. 2020 is a crazy year. Not a good year. Oh, that's not all bad, you know? Like, I've had a few good moments. But I'm just saying it's a fucked up year, you know? And anyway, The Commitments, like, if you haven't seen it, go and check out The Commitments. It's about an, it's an Irish movie about uh, a whole bunch of fucking Irish no-hopers. The musicians, of course, and they go and start a soul band. It's really, really funny. Really, really good music. One of my favorite movies. And he passed away, so I was like, oh, I need to do a little tribute. Of course, we'd taken the DVD and the CD player, CD player and all that shit over the new house. So we didn't have it. But it, you can't get it on any of the platforms. So I'm like, okay, there's those occasions where you're like, you want to watch a certain movie, and it's not on Netflix. It's not on Stan. It's not on this. It's not on that. You can't get it on box office. So what the fuck are you going to do? You're going to hold on to that DVD. The quality is like a thousand times now worse watching it on a DVD as opposed to Netflix and things like that. But you still want it there for like, nostalgia purposes like i just need to do it now i can't bring myself to like give my cds away and my dvds away because i've spent so much money on it but i'm like do i really want to sit there and label individual you know dollar for this five dollars at 20 bucks is that a collector's thing you know i've got some cds that are definitely like collector's things or i've spent a lot of money on them there might be one off seen like ginger the guy who did the fucking theme song for the, the, the potty you know, he, he did a few pledge music things. So those things are now like not in production. You can't buy particular things unless someone was to resell it. You cannot buy a new copy of that. So I'm like, fuck, these are worth money. Do I keep these? Do I hold on to them? You know, and, and who knows in, in 20 years, in 50 years, what the fucking, how we're going to be playing music, how we're going to be listening to music. It could do a full fucking 180. We might get the old gramophone out and that's how we're going to listen to it, you know? So, but I'm like, oh God, I feel compelled to do this. Does anyone else do that? Well, they like, they have things that they, they collect almost, but they, you know, at this point, I'm like, I've collected CDs and DVDs and I don't even show them off. You know, Beck doesn't like to see them, so they're always hidden in like the cabinet. Unless she wants to fucking pull out a DVD, you never see the things. But I feel compelled to keep boxing them up and moving them around. I don't know. Is there any money in that? Is there any money fucking reselling DVDs or reselling CDs? Because it could be a thing. See, I feel bad too because my dad has a shitload of CDs, videos books cds records he's got it all like he's got so much stuff and i'm like look one day that's gonna fucking probably all fall into my lap you know i don't think i have the heart to be like look dad look 31 i can't keep carting these cds and dvds around i listen to spotify do you want them you know he would take him in a heartbeat but i'm like shit i feel like he gets some money here for it too so it's just this whole battle i don't know where i was going with that but it was just something like what was that that was a moving observation so you can put that down to a moving observation all right couple of shout outs couple of shout outs youtube series anyone that's into fucking good music and comedy go and check out two minutes to late night man it is really funny really really cool so basically it's a comedian who's a musician and another guy who's a musician and uh they start a 
it, it's all it's all sort of like pun inspired from like metal and, and things like that. So obviously, two minutes to late night is is, is of course a spin off of Iron Maiden's two minutes to midnight. And he calls himself Guarcenio Hall, like after Gua and Arsenio Hall. See, I'm a nerd for this sort of shit, so I, I really froth on it. And he comes out in the full suit like any other talk show host, but he's got the black metal face paint on. And he's really funny. And Mutoid Man and the house band, I think they're playing like St. Vitus Bar in New York. And it's filmed live. It's funny. They have guests on every episode. So there's been like heaps of different people on the show. But obviously now with COVID and things like that, they're all stuck indoors still in America. And they can't do the show. So they've been releasing these absolute, like, awesome, awesome covers of 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 bands that we all know and love. They used to do them in in the in the uh, Saint Vitus Bar when they could film it, but they can't do that shit anymore. So until then, they're just doing it all from their home. But like, they just put one up the other day, and it literally is like uh, members of like Mastodon, Primus, Tool, Coheed and Cambria. They're doing a cover of a Rush song for a fucking nerd music nerd. Honestly, I was frothing out. It's so good. One of my one of the all time favorite ones I've seen is is ACDC's Riff Raff. It's got Clutch, um, Cave In, and, and, and Where Your Wounds. I don't know who I've never heard them, but like Clutch, everyone knows like Neil Fallon from Clutch is singing it. They rip up ACDC's Riff Raff. Another one that is the Cowboys song, The Boys Back in Town, Mutoid Man, and Ben Wyman from Dillinger Escape Plan do it. I could go on and on and on. What I'm saying is, <clears throat> I'm losing my fucking voice here. What I'm saying is, this is a great show. They're musicians and comedians, hardworking people. This is an industry that has been fully affected by this COVID crap. So they get on there, they 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 make these cool songs and make all these cool things, and they you know sometimes get a little bit of money for it, sometimes don't. But it's like fuck, get on, support these people. Anyone that's into music and sort of comedy, go and definitely check out Two Minutes to Late Night on YouTube. I actually have just seen, and I'm gonna watch this as soon as I get off and get on the iPad. They they've just done a thing called festival schmestival episode five and it's like an hour and 45 minutes so i'm gonna check that out see what that is but go and check it out it's so funny the other show i'm gonna gonna shout out i honestly it's one of the best movies i've seen this year i was so totally surprised by it but it was on netflix it's called i see you go and check that movie out it's a helen hunt movie so don't look don't let that fuck it just yet but it's probably the best plot twist i've seen in a movie in in quite a while Honestly, it had more plot twists than Shutter Island, I swear to God. It had more than another movie with a lot of twists that I can't think of right now. There was a one twist, a two twist, and a three twist in this movie. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but it was like a three-parter. Twist, twist, twist. And it fucked you up right until the end. It was. I definitely put it under like some sort of like thriller, maybe psychological thriller. They tainted it as a horror. It definitely wasn't a horror. Psychological thriller. Maybe just a thriller. Go with just a thriller. Kind of in in the vein of what lies beneath, but I'm, I swear to God, I'm giving it a ten out of ten. It was it was the best movie I've ever seen as like a Netflix production. I swear to God, go and check it out. It's got old old uh, old Helen Hunt in it. I tell you what, she is looking a bit old in it. Like she looked pretty hot back in the day. She's looking a bit haggard in this, but nevertheless, she still acts like a fucking demon. Go and check it out. I see you. Ten out of ten Netflix. And on that note, the King of the Couch is signing out. That's episode fifty eight. Thank you very much for listening to me when I've been in this fucking old house. Next week for episode 59, we're going to be in the brand new digs, carpet floor, big ass room, big ass studio. The couch will be going in. We'll be filming from there soon enough. It's all happening, people. I swear to God. But anyway, enough of that. Episode 58, I'm going to finish this beer. Maybe have a red wine. Maybe have a Mars bar ice cream. Watch some stuff. I don't know what I'm capable of after this. But that is me, episode 58, King of the Couch. I am out. I love you all. See you next time.
Take away.